from Scotston. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy. Welcome back to Warriors Weekly, the official Glasgow Warriors Club podcast. Thank you for tuning in and downloading and subscribing. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Acast and anywhere that you get your usual podcasts. It's been very quiet here at Scotston this week. All of those not involved in the Scotland squad have been given 10 days off following our 42-10 victory over Zebra in Parma last weekend. We return to the top of Conference A with that win, with Munster losing away to Scarlets. And here's what head coach Dave Rennie had to say to the press after the game. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast. Although we're really happy with the way we went in the first half, we're clinical. Uh, we, we created pressure through our defence and, and got rewarded for that. And, and you know, really the game was gone by half time, but uh, really disappointed with the second half. Um, just too loose. Um, you know, we lacked a bit of discipline at key times and and uh, we turned over a lot of ball, mainly because what we did really well in the first half, winning inside races, we we uh, we didn't do that as well. And you know, I mean, I don't know. I just felt that um, we thought the job was done and uh, and we'd be able to run over the top of them. And you've got to keep working hard for each other. So um, you know, I look. Yeah, we, we got five points that was important for us today. Uh, Jacko's 150th game, so it's a nice way to celebrate that. But um, yeah, there's still there's still more in us, and and uh, you know I guess it helps us create a bit of edge next time we meet. Yeah, oh, look, we've done well through this period. Uh, we've picked up 19 points if you include the Ospreys game. Um, yeah, so look at um, yeah, obviously that's a great result from our perspective and. Uh, puts us back in control, so um, yeah, like, it's, a, it's a nice, it's a nice way to finish off this little block. Um, oh, I think we've done really well as we did in autumn. So um, I think, um, yeah, look, as we've talked about, we're, we're creating good depth, um, and look, even, even though we're missing quite a few guys, we, we have a lot of experience on the park still, and and so that helps a lot of those young men slot in and so on and. And um, you know they're fronted, so you know we we play during this period. We're, we're really confident. We know if we play well, we we got a good chance of winning. And um, so that, you know it's it, it's it's a good it's a, an important period. You got to be able to win during this. And, and even the official Glasgow Warriors podcast. As Dave mentioned there, Rui Jackson made his 150th appearance for the club against Zebra and he managed to mark the occasion with a try too. Earlier today, I caught up with another Glasgow Warriors centurion, Peter Murchie, who is now head coach of air in the Tenants Premiership. They have two enormous games coming up, both against Melrose in the League and Cup semi-finals, and we chatted about those games, his time as a Warrior and the upcoming Super 6. Jack and Ashy with the weekly Glasgow Warriors podcast. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming back to Scotston. Um, it's been a while since you've been here as a player. Do you do you miss playing, or is it the fact that you're so immersed in rugby still has that kind of satisfied that itch? I think you always uh, miss certain aspects aspects of playing, um, but yeah, I mean, still being involved with the game and, and coaching does uh, does keep you involved in the game, and you know. You, when you've got a love for the game, it's great to stay involved. You can't replicate the um, the playing side of it. 
coaching, but you can still get a lot of achievement out of it and you know, still feel connected to the game. So it's, it's definitely good to still be involved. What are your main highlights from your time here? Um, well, there's, there's the obvious ones in terms of winning the league and um, yeah, that's that's the obvious one to go to and obviously get to the quarterfinals of Europe, which at the time we hadn't done before, which obviously the guys have done this year, which is great. Um, I think in some respects it was it, Gregor's first year when it was our first year here as well because we... Um, you know, we just did things that hadn't been done before. You know, we, and I think that's probably where the the start of the support swelling grew, and everyone started really getting behind us. And we were just doing things that we'd we'd been successful in the past, but maybe not necessarily had the top end talent to um, to win the big games. And we, our, our performance had really been built on our kind of work ethic, and you know, we had a great team spirit and the the team under Sean Sean Lalina and Gregor came in and. And we just started destroying teams that we'd never kind of mm-hmm. even beaten before. I remember putting 50 points on Munster here and you know, beating big teams home and away. And it was just great fun. You know, Nico came in and he was just destroying teams. Uh, n- nobody had seen anything like it. You just almost felt, felt the, did it, did it, the region was it like getting a, behind a wave us. of confidence just around the It was a wave of confidence. And we just, we were playing a particular brand that we probably hadn't played before. And there was just, you know, belief that we could probably achieve something that that no one had ever done before, and just you know, everyone got behind it. The support, the, the supporters, and the crowd almost grew. You know, in a blink of an eye, we went from getting sort of a couple of thousand to you know, always getting at least five thousand. Obviously, that's continued, and now every game's a sellout. So, I think a lot of the people that got drawn in, you know, it was that season that that kind of brought them in and out. Yeah. Obviously, winning and performances are a given. Obviously, mm-hmm. that that one I felt it, that wasn't always the case. We always did well, but we didn't have that it's top the expectation end. Now, now it's just expected, which is great. You were part of, as we just discussed, that that generation that saw the club go from bottom of the league to top of the league. And there are players who are still here who are part of that generation with you. Um, Chris Vasaro made his 150 appearance this year. So did Pete Horn, Ryan Wilson. Bree Jackson in the last game. What were those guys like back in the day, and how important is it that they're still involved? Yeah, it's great to have that continuity through. And at the end of the day, if you if you get into one fifty, two hundred games, you know, like Rob Harley did, and you've you've definitely got something about you, and it's it's great. You know, a club. There's lots of different strands of a club, but having guys like that who you know are the glue and can help new guys integrate into the team it's just it's vital to have because if you don't have those guys you don't have an identity and really the identity of the of the team of the club comes from the culture of a club and those those guys obviously will will be helping the drive and other players as well mm-hmm. not you don't have to have 150 games to drive a culture but it helps to have guys who have been there when it you know, the facilities yeah. weren't like this and know the history of the club and can really you know, not remind players all the time about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily about that, but it's just about just driving those standards, and they they certainly will will do that. The type of guys that they are, and you know, what what they bring to the club. So it's, yeah, it's vital that you have those types of players in your current role. You'll no doubt have a different hat on when you're watching Warriors games now, with so many of your players involved at different stages throughout your season. Mm-hmm. But do you ever manage to be a fan now, or is it is it still work? I mean, I live over the road. 
So <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I can, I can hear the, I can hear the crowd, and I, uh, you see the crowd going to the game. Sometimes, sometimes I can't watch, but um, look, I think when you when you get into that coach, and you always look at, I, I look at games slightly differently. So I'm interested in. And what move did they do? What did move did that? Yeah, so you're yeah. almost analysing it. It's a bit of pausing and going back. And but I try and watch other teams as well. I do try and watch different types of rugby and, and different clubs. But it's always you know, it's always good to watch Glasgow because one of the reasons being they they've they're a great team and they've got great coaches. So you know, try, I try yeah yeah try and watch teams that are gonna that you're gonna learn something from. Mm. So and Glasgow is certainly that with the, with the coaching team they've got. It's um it's one of the best so yeah look it's always good to to see see your mates as well at play so yeah, always always keep tabs on what's going on but if you're looking at it from a coaching point of view as well it's it's uh so best of both worlds I guess yeah absolutely yeah let's talk about your own coaching um obviously head coach of air now an extremely successful season this year we'll get onto that in a minute I want to talk about how that came about at what point in your playing career did you think I want to be a coach and how did you put the wheel in motion and how did you find yourself where you are right now? I probably always, I always said if I didn't make it as a rugby player, I wanted to be a PE teacher. So I guess somewhere along the line, there was always that um, element of coaching, trying to help people get better that was always that was always there. Even when I was kind of in my early 20s, I did sort of coaching in the community with various clubs I was at down in the English Championship. So I had quite an early exposure to, to coaching and being in schools and, and and teaching. So, yeah, and I, I guess I got the wheels in motion around kind of my mid-20s. I always had it in the back of the mind, then I put the wheels in motion in the mid-20s in terms of helping out at local clubs, mm-hmm. um, being an assistant coach at, at local teams, um, trying to help out, get involved in the in the academy setups and in the different age groups so mm-hmm. uh, yeah for, for probably the mid-20s until till I left yeah there's a process of trying to do something every year whether it's my coaching badges or generally just trying to get different experiences and um, and it, yeah it's absolutely vital because you learn a lot it's, di- it's obviously very different being a coach to, to being a player so and my criticism of, of, of some players would be a lot of people want to coach but they don't coach right so okay. if you, if you want, out, out there actually doing it yeah if you want to coach you have to coach it's, mm-hmm. it's not the same as being a player so what some some guys are out there doing the hard yards and actually learning but you can't substitute yeah, actually yeah. going out there and, and doing it so um, and that's that, that's that's what I chose to do maybe because I yeah I wasn't a world class player so some guys <laughs> some guys maybe decide a little bit later that all right, I need to, and almost panic into it. Was I was like, well, it was, it was a while coming. Then you kind of yeah, it was always it was always planned to say I, I'd thought about PE teaching if mm-hmm. I didn't make it as a rugby player, it's something I'd go into. Um, so it's always and I and I do a degree as well. So I'm in the sixth year of a degree, sports right. coaching degree from the Open University. It's my last year. It's been an absolute <laughs> slog. Um, six years is a long time. Yeah, yeah I did. It, I've done it part time, so it's taken yeah, a long yeah. time. Um, so yeah, it's 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 been it's been definitely the wheels of motion since the since my mid twenties. So I'm quite old now, so that's quite a long time ago. What was your time in France like? Yeah, it was interesting. Look, it was um, completely different from Glasgow. Mm-hmm. You know, completely different setup, a different way of life. A great great place to live down there. Great part of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so my wife 
and young son enjoyed that. Um, yeah, complete culture shock in terms of the rugby, to be honest, in terms of um, coaching was, was very, very different, but valuable, you know, val- valuable experience. So remind me, what uh, so Stadney's for, what level are they well, they're, they're in They're in Federal 2, so that is low. It's a very, French leagues are pretty strangely structured in terms of, it's not like um, National 1, National 2, National 3. Yeah. There's, you know, Top fourteen, pretty duh. Federal one, federal two. But there's right, eight okay. divisions in federal two, and there's, oh, there's right, four okay. divisions in federal one. So you can see the amount of teams that are yeah, involved yeah, yeah. in. So it, it was quite a low standard, which again was a shock to system. But I was out there, young Scottish guys, and it, I enjoyed the kind of responsibility and the opportunity to help them through the the issues that they were going to face. Just in terms of you know, it's pretty brutal rugby out there in terms of phys- physicality. And you know, nineteen, twenty-year-olds living away from home for the first time. Yeah. So. Um, and no doubt, a stepping stone in terms of you finding yourself. At air. Yeah, and I did, I did, I did more coaching out there again. I learned to coach in French, which, which was, you know, I enjoyed. Um, and it was, you know, it was a good, ex- good experience. And you know, I think the young guys have will have learned a lot from that. They're out there as well. So yeah, and I took that to air. So I came back and. Did the backs uh, for the rest of the season and ended up didn't go in there with the intention of being head coach, um, but it, it quickly turned into that. So mm-hmm. I was pretty fortunate in that respect that the head coach job came along at a good, good club like that, well, yeah, the top one of the top mm-hmm. clubs. And have you enjoyed it? You've had a really successful first season. We were talking mm-hmm. before we got on that two two semi finals, league and cup. Yeah, yeah. Look, I've really enjoyed it. It's been. It's been a great experience. Um, I've, I've learned a lot from it. Obviously, I'm, I'm fortunate that our good team, you good club, a good team. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say you know it's a broken team. And you know, sometimes when you get a new job, you can get it in different situations. You can get a team that's done poorly, and you know, if you guys got rid of, you got a team that's that's been successful. I and mean, it came third in the league, and they reached the final of the the, the playoff final. So look, obviously, there was talent there. We had a lot of players left last season, so that was a, a challenge in terms of experienced guys and relocating, etc. So you never fully know how young players are going to step up, but credit to the young players who come through, and that's a good thing about Air and the region is they produce a lot of young players, and that, they've stepped up, and we've had a pretty consistent year in terms of I think we've been top since probably week two or yeah, three. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's been a great experience and. A really good uh, learning for me. When you look at the Warriors coaching staff now, Kenny Murray, former air head mm. coach, have you allowed yourself to think that far ahead in the future? No, no. I think if you start thinking like that, then you know, what I learned from a, as a player is the minute you think you cracked it, the minute you mm-hmm. think you start slapping yourself on the back, um, rugby has a really, um, it's, it's almost a freakish way of Bring you <laughs> really down bringing you back to yeah. earth quickly, whether it's as a team, an individual Exactly the same as coaching. Like I, I've done a year of head coach, so I, I certainly don't have all the answers or have all the knowledge. So I've got a Super Six job next year, mm-hmm. which is really exciting, and um, that's going to be a real challenge. I'm working hard on that now to try and make sure we've got we get the right infrastructures and players players in for next year. So that's an exciting competition. But ultimately, you know, I'm, a, I'm a young coach who, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this because I have aspirations to go. As far as I can, but pretty much living in the moment. Yeah, so I've got a, I've got a long way to go before um, whatever happens. Yeah, 
Um, when Kenny was on this podcast, he spoke a lot about club rugby and the importance of club rugby in Scotland and how when you look at a team like Glasgow, it's fueled by club rugby in Scotland. What players have you got in your current squad that, that mm-hmm. Warriors fans might be watching in years to come? Yeah, obviously we have a lot of the, the stage three academy players. They're always you know, stationed at the club. So, you know, Stafford McDowell mm-hmm. is playing every game at the moment and he was playing for us at the start of the year. So, it was a game, it was a, an air centre partnership the other day with... Yeah, so, and yeah. Paddy. Paddy's played a lot for us this year as, as one of our draft players. Um, so they you know, they know each other really well in terms of they played sort of seven, eight games at the start of the season together and were excellent for us. Um, but that's what the process is about. You know, guys, us giving a good standard of rugby so guys can step up and play here. And Stafford's got an opportunity and took it and ultimately that is what that's the way you step up mm-hmm. you, know, you, you have to earn coaches trust and, and show what you can do when you get the when you get the opportunity so there's a number of guys who, who are with us young players who um, you know, could could be seen you know, whether it's um, next year or, or the year after I guess it's the perfect year for them with it being a World Cup year and yeah. people away for so long it's, yeah. we're going to as a club really be relying on yeah. club rugby players and well yeah. Super 6 players next year what, sure. are you, what are you expecting from that? Yeah, I mean, Super 6 has obviously been created to try and lessen the gap between where the club game is now and, and pro level. So it's about trying to accelerate guys' development and make it easier for them to step up, not just around the rugby, but around conditioning, etc. So that when they do step come into here, for example, it's not a, a shock to the system and it doesn't take a year to kind of integrate yeah. them so they're ready to go. Um, so I see it as just being a, you know, a, a more professional environment where we're bringing in um, you know, the SSC and conditioning alongside um, the rugby coaching which is the most important thing and, and always will be to just try and accelerate these guys through so it's more seamless to transition but the club game does a lot of good things at the moment um, but you know more can could be done and it, it is going to be done so I, I think it's going to be an exciting competition and the, the whole purpose of this is to raise the standard so the standard has to be raised and I'm sure every club that's in the Super 6 is trying to get a better team than they've got this year so that's 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 the challenge How's um, how's Pat McArthur getting on? Is he finally hanging yep. on the boots? Is he still uh, well, still hanging on to the to know. the dream? I'm not sure Let, we'll, we'll see <laughs> <laughs> he's had his 100th operation of his career a few weeks ago he's done a great job for us to be fair he, he played against Maris away mm-hmm. he hadn't trained for 9 weeks Um Robbie Smith came and, and uh, got pulled here to be 24th man. We had an injury crisis and Pat just stuck his hands out. He literally played. Didn't know if he was going to last two seconds or How 20, he 20 minutes. He lasted 60 minutes. Oh, nice. Considering he hasn't played. He hadn't tra- <laughs> that's impressive. He hadn't trained for for nine weeks and that's not even an exaggeration. He, and he played against you know one of the top teams in the league. So... It's been great to have him on board. Great coach, uh, good good young coach, and he's still, when he's fit, <laughs> can still do a really good job. And he's good for the young guys. We got, I think our front row at the weekend was average age of twenty. Oh wow! So we have a lot of young players, especially in our forwards. So it's good to have someone, someone experienced and can just help them along. Um, so look, I, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's played his last game. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to rule it out because he's. Uh, well, hopefully, we can get him on in the future. I'll ask him. Ask him. Yeah, time. you can ask him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe we might see a, 
semi-final appearance if if it's uh, if if he's good to go. But we'll uh, we'll see. What if there's an injury crisis at fifteen? <laughs> and you, have you still got it in you? Would you would you back yourself to step up? I think there's far better options than me around at the moment. There's a lot of good young players that could uh, could do a better job than I could do. And obviously, there's loads there's loads of guys here at the moment that mm-hmm. can um, can do a good job. So now I would. I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be t- overly tempted by the by the opportunity it's, 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 uh, my time is gone now as a player and I'm enjoying the coaching and enjoying a, a different side of it so it, it's, honestly it's never even been a, um, a temptation for me to, to get back into playing what, um, finally what is your highlight of your first season at Mulgray so far your first full season as head coach and what would having come so far what would what would be a successful season um, look, difficult one, I guess, to ask me three weeks before we have to have mm. two semi-finals because the obvious answers would be um, would be in a few weeks' time. That a club like Air, you're expected to to win things. So ultimately, having put ourselves in two semi-finals, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to win both both competitions, as is the other three teams that are in the semi-finals. But look, I've, I think what. Certainly, been here and being involved in out semi-finals that we we got to quarter-finals, um, finals yeah, definitely, definitely helps in knowing how best to prepare and what you need to do and what not to do, etc. So, but you'll uh, also know from your own experience as a player that mm. should you go on to not win one of these semi-finals or not win one of these finals, that actually it's not panic stations because that's kind of. The progression of a team that you win. Yeah, at. Glasgow obviously went through that went through that progression um, for you know a couple of years. That process went on. Uh, look, I'm hoping that I, I believe that we're Skip in there. Yeah, I believe that the air got to the final last year. So um, it's not a team that's necessarily been building and never won mm-hmm. anything. They've won lots of trophies. So yeah, the aim is to win these semi-finals first and foremost, and then when the finals come around, we'll. Would do everything we can to win them. Let's say a club like Air, you are. There's an expectation around around winning things. So we've done well. We finished top of the league, which shows that we've got a consistency to us. So we've given ourselves the best opportunity of a home home semi final in the league. So um, it's about just having a really good three weeks of preparation now, leading into the semi final, and then putting out a really good performance against. One of the, again, another top team in Melbourne. Pete, thanks very much and good luck for the rest of the season. Cheers, and to you. Cheers. The latest from Scottston, the weekly Glasgow Warriors podcast. Don't forget that Scotland women are back at Scotston this Friday night against Wales and tickets for that game are available now at scottishrugby.org. And then on Saturday 23rd of March, Glasgow Warriors return to Scotston against the Cheetahs at a quarter to eight and you can get tickets for that game now at glasgowarriors.org. Until next week, thanks for listening. Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy.